So, Jamisa, what is the topic for this week's podcast? I believe it is dissonance and OnlyFans. Amin, are you ready? Never. Cue Elevation Beats. Happy anniversary, Jamisa. Thank you. Happy, Happy anniversary, anniversary, you guys. Thanks. Any big plans? Divorce. Mm. Isn't that something someone would go in? We'd be like, when did you decide to file for a divorce? On our anniversary, 10 years. I've about had it. Mm. I'm not getting the respect I deserve in this relationship. Anyways, we're going out for dinner this evening. I think we may do something this weekend. We'll see. I forced him to go to a concert. Ooh, sounds like fun. I was listening to a podcast with three men on it, all who live at home with their parents. Are you serious? And they said I shouldn't put up with this in my relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should go do what they do. Mm -hmm. I'm tempted. I am shocked at how much those alpha male podcasts resonate with the kids. Really? Yeah. One of the things that we do where we work with kids, Mm -hmm. one of them was quoting word for word something that super super toxic uh what was it i mean what kind of work do you do that involves kids uh don't worry about it yeah i don't know i have some side gigs side businesses mm-hmm. anyway so you said one of Lemonade the kids are stands. quoting uh, mm-hmm. really like one of one of these alpha male people you say mean like something teenagers like, mm-hmm. oh okay sorry is that not kids mm-hmm. I, well, I call them kids okay well anyways uh he was saying escape the matrix which is one of the like phrases that one of them used where the matrix is the all the societal establishments that this guy's people really created to begin with but you know oh my gosh so this kid is saying he's trying to escape the matrix Mm -hmm. and that school is a setup for all of it oh my goodness so jamisa what have you enjoyed most about our 10 years of union i don't know (laughs) wow i think our ability to grow together communicate Hmm. I think we are pretty good partners. Interesting. Oh, gosh. Let's let's play the Uno reverse card. What about you, Ben? Mm-hmm. What have I enjoyed about my time with you, I mean? <laughs> oh. We're getting a divorce. All right. Those of you who are watching on TikTok. You had nothing to say about the time that you enjoy with me over the past 10 years. I like your pajama pants. These are not pajama pants. These are very stylish pants. Thank you. Hmm. Take a TikTok. Oh my gosh. They can't see my pants. Oh my everything out. I can't. So, on today's episode, we have some interesting topics to discuss the three trees of change. For those of you playing at home, the three trees of change are feeling safe, seeing clearly, and acting skillfully. I mean, did you think I'd forgotten them? Yeah, you're feeling safe. Or feeling being grounded. For dramatic. Yeah, feeling safe or being grounded. Seeing clearly, or cognitive consonants, and acting skillfully. So we're going to explore some news headlines with Jamisa, the licensed professional counselor. Amin, the Algerian. What does that have to do with your expertise in anything? I mean, he's probably an expert in Algerian things. Yeah, that's probably my only contribution. Hmm. And curious, Ben. I'm curious, Ben. 
follow us on the socials at Curious Ben. Sometimes it's Ben the Curious because Curious Ben was already taken. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But yeah, share your comments, share your questions. Um, those of you who are watching on TikTok, and we'll get started. All right, Jamisa, are you ready for the first headline? Let me pull it up. What you got? All right. Oh, we got a good one to start with. If my phone could just load it. St. Clair, Missouri. A Missouri high school teacher says she has been placed on leave after officials discovered that she was performing on a pornography website to supplement her salary. How did they discover that? May I read the article? Oh, okay. She's an anatomy teacher. Brianna, now I'm like, what, what site were they on? It means making sexist jokes already. That they discovered her on there. Brianna Coppage, 28, who taught Coppage. Oh, my God. 28, who taught English at St. Clair High School, says her teaching days are probably over, but she acknowledged she knew the risks. What's y'all's take? Yeah, how did they find out? That is a great question. Like, I mean, it's not, like, it wouldn't come up on a criminal background. It's not, like, she didn't do anything illegal. So how did they know that she was on... That she was doing porn. So this is kind of interesting. Her salary was forty-two thousand a year. Mm-hmm. She was making eight to ten thousand through performing a month. Sorry, through performing. Wow. Oh, so they did wow. her a favor. Mm-hmm. Cleared up some extra time. Some free marketing. I can't with y'all. Do you think this represents kind of cognitive dissonance we have about sex work in general? Yeah. That I think, like this lady is making forty-two thousand dollars a year. I mean, forty-two thousand dollars a year as a school teacher, and as we know, just with the economy, like that's. I mean, you do have to supplement that with something else, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's two things. Like, let's look at because we can spend a lot of time. I'm sure plenty of people, especially at the school, have spent a lot of time shaming and these things. But like, that's a that salary. I mean, let's have a conversation about that versus she could she was doing that job and making way more. But I was like, thinking, what, was that a hundred and what? 20,000 yeah but that was just her free time too like she was working at the same time i was thinking about the dissonance of what we value as a society privately versus publicly so we're willing to pay teachers 40,000 privately we're willing to pay sex workers 120,000 a year Mm -hmm. and like oh true the the sense of dissonance and the sense of private versus public values and i think we see so much of that in the world where people are like publicly like, uh, what was the name? The politician who Bill talks, Bar. Yeah, Bar. talks about all the family values and then, um, you know, was engaging in sexual behavior in a family theater. And it's this kind of constant dissonance between this is what I believe, when in reality, it's just kind of a bit of a ploy um, to get power. So, yeah, I, I, would you be comfortable with your kids, teachers being on OnlyFans? I don't think I'd have an issue. to think about that one i mean i don't think i'd care i don't think i don't see the relation mm-hmm. that's not trying to figure out like how would they how do they know yeah well how do you think they know like someone was on only fans watching it that's what i mean by the dissonance that's another yeah that's another interesting dissonance though because they must have added themselves yeah. at the same time well right and that's my point like how would they know and then no, at that they would have been like a friend of mine well, so and then at that point well what, who would be like, oh, that's a school teacher mm-hmm. at that particular school? No, no, no. I'm saying if it were like the principal mm-hmm. who stumbled across it because he was watching, 
um, OnlyFans, he'll probably be like, well, a friend of mine alerted me to the fact because there's dissonance. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay for the guys to be watching it, but it's not okay for the women to be performing it. Mm -hmm. You look at, like, prostitution mm -hmm. and the laws around that mm -hmm. and how oftentimes um, the person who was receiving the money, providing the services, was the one who got arrested. Yep. And the men were often um, let go. I don't know how I feel about it because I think about, I mean, just think they're at some high school and if this, was she at a high school? This teacher? Middle school, I think. Middle school. You know, the moment, some kid will hear about this. Mm -hmm. And now they are now trying to go on to OnlyFans mm -hmm. and look at their teacher, you let me, know. Let me pull the article back up. I and so that. I think that would be. High school teacher. Yeah. Even more reason for a teenager to be like, oh my gosh, let's, let's all hold around boys and like, you know, or girls or whomever. And like, let's look at her on this account. So that would be my concern. Mm -hmm. I think if she was doing something anywhere else that didn't involve kids, I would I could care less. But you notice once again we're focused on the females' behavior versus anybody else's. Like we do this as no, a, not... we do this as a society constantly. What do you mean? Like we talk about the choices she made versus that men in society pay X amount of money to access pornography each year. Oh, I don't I don't but I'm I don't think I'm blaming her. I'm mm -hmm. saying in general. Like this all who, whose name does the news article announce? Her name. Mm -hmm. Who is it focused on? Her. Who lost their job? Her. There was another recent article I saw, which I found interesting because they shared these two stories. There was another female teacher on OnlyFans, and she lost her job, different teacher. And then there was a male teacher on OnlyFans who then landed an international no modeling contract. Because they were like, yeah, the sexy teacher. And just there's once again this dissonance between but how a, we handle different It's genders. a whole the morality thing, right? And so, like, what we find to be, like, what's moral and what's not. Mm -hmm. Christopher has some interesting comments, but I'm not really able to understand it. So maybe, Christopher, if you could edit your sentences. Um, I can't so that see that So make far. a bit more sense, and then we'll be able to respond to that. Let That'd be great. It. Thanks so much. Are we pausing while you read? Oh, yeah, it's something we're probably not going to read anyways. <laughs> All right. So, Amin, what's your take on pornography in general? Do you feel... Um, pornography is inherently anti-healthy um, society. Well, what's your take? Are you uncomfortable talking about this in a public setting? No, I just don't know if I have a, an articulated take. I feel like it could be healthy, it could be detrimental in certain ways. And like a lot of it is kind of anti-women in general mm -hmm. and used as such. And women in pornography, for example, are degraded way more often than even men in pornography. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's a loaded question, I guess. Mm -hmm. I would need that to be broken down differently. Yeah, I'm with, I mean, on that, I think it's the industry, the industry itself, I think, is... Um, you I think, think I kind of struggle of with it. No, not all of it. I think it's changed over the past few years. Um, I believe that you have probably more women-centered or this not um, type of pornography. As pornography as a whole, do I have a problem with people watching pornography? No. Like, it doesn't bother me. I think it, anything, in my opinion, needs to be done in some form of moderation. Like, if you're going home every day and you're like, you know, that's the only thing you're watching, um, then yeah, I think it's problematic. But nah. So this brings up one of the models we use at Three Trees a lot which is using a spectrum versus a binary. Mm -hmm. And I think there's two ways that the spectrum applies. So we're talking about A, about you're talking about using pornography and how often you use mm -hmm. it and that kind of thing. But I think it's about the objectification within the pornography. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think pornography that has a lot of objectification mm -hmm. or a lot of sexism in it is inherently harmful. 
Um, however, I do feel that they're uh, pornography that moves towards relational pornography because a lot of people are learning about sex mm-hmm. from online mm-hmm. videos. And I think that's the part that I think in years past have been concerning because you have kids who, I mean, I've worked with kids who have like stumbled upon pornography at a young age. And like that has shaped what the way that they think about sex mm-hmm. and, and their interactions with another person. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more that we could promote more relational pornography and start uh, discriminating between what is harmful, what is healthy, what is in the middle, mm-hmm. um, and then educate kids on how they consume those kinds of things. Or as people becoming teenagers, as they enter into different types of relationships, talk to them about consent Mm -hmm. and do the pornography that you're watching. Does it represent healthy relationships or does it represent non-consensual objectification? And I think that's the part of it that Mm -hmm. I've struggled with in the past. I think a lot of it had been where you, you know, looking at pornography, it shows where there may be scenes where it's not consensual or it is a lot of objectification. And that's. I think of what I've seen with a lot of kids and maybe even some of the clients that we've worked with mm-hmm. in some of our classes, they, that's what they had be, started using mm-hmm. and becoming addicted to. Yeah. What were the messages you both received about pornography growing up? There were none. Yeah. There, no one talked about yeah. porn. You cannot But that's this. a message in and of itself though, right? Yeah. So was the message that you both received like, we don't talk about this because it's evil? No, we don't talk about sex or anything sexual at all. Like even, mm-hmm. you know, um, I remember when we had... It's so old school. Like, um, if anyone remember the cable boxes where you had, like, it was like this cube and you had to press the buttons on there. No, you know, I know you don't remember that. You're too young. <laughs> and you'd have to, like, stare through the haze to see what you could see. And so we had HBO. Like, this is like when HBO came out, and there would be certain, shut up, things. Like, that wasn't even sexual. It's like somebody was, like, at the beach and they're, like, you know, rolling around and they're saying, kissing. I'll be like, you got to leave the room. Jimmy, so when you were growing up and they had the um, oh my gosh, the cave go. painting pornography. The what? The cave painting pornography. Was I that can't. also considered outlawed? So, yeah, I think a lot of people grow You're up with this idiot. very binary approach. Like, what are you talking about? To, like, sex is good or bad. Pornography is good or bad. Versus, did, you, did you get any messages about sex? No, we, we're not taught any type of healthy messaging around mm-hmm. those topics. Um Johnny decided to share HBO After Hours and Skinamax. There it was. Yeah, Johnny HBO is an expert after. in this field. <laughs> but it wasn't. We, we it's like have, these have things. To have Johnny tune in here. But it's one of those things where it was like there was like it would be anything that would be on kissing from my parents. Mm. That's like you just cannot watch this at all. Yep. Mm-hmm. So any skin, if somebody took a top off and they just had a bra on, it's like oh nope, leave the room. And I'm like, why am I leaving the room and y'all still watching this? Yep. Mm-hmm. My, and my mom would say that we'd lose our eyesight if we kept looking at things like this. So we would turn away during every kissing scene or worse. <laughs> but they would, would they turn away? I don't, I was too busy hiding. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. And so, I think that was so, so interesting to me. What messaging do you wish you had received? I think just having open conversations about like body and sex and what happens and like what's mm-hmm. healthy, what's, adverse, what's unhealthy, consent. So it's um, not that, that sex like. is unhealthy. It's not that pornography is unhealthy. It's the context of which they're placed. Absolutely, yeah. And even the effect that we were told it would have on us growing up, like if we saw a relationship scene or something and our parents didn't want that type of relationship for us, they'd be like, oh, don't look. But we'd watch a murder scene. You mean like between a human and a sheep or something? No, no, no. Oh like a natural, God. healthy-looking relationship with you today. A loving, romantic relationship, okay. right? But during a murder scene, What's they wouldn't tell you? us to look away because you don't want to be a murderer. It's like, yeah, because we have a lot of guidance telling us, <laughs> don't kill people. So same way, you should be able to 
see these things and if you're led through it well mm -hmm. and carefully and caringly then you could learn safe sex rather than explore it with a bunch of shame and a bunch of whatever else so i mean um i'm just trying to read these messages too as we go okay so i mean as if you have children if you have a boy mm -hmm. and a girl will you have different expectations based on gender around um what you're supportive of and what you educate them about I think I need to educate myself a little bit more as well first. I would probably think yes, but mainly because a lot of these things I think are portrayed way more violently towards women okay. than men. So you don't think your daughter would be able to cognitively work that out? Maybe I need to be there for her more. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I've never thought about this. All right. Jamisa? I was reading the message on here from Johnny who said they were 49. I was like, I'm 47, so they probably understand the box that I'm talking about. But what was the question that you asked me? Oh, would you have different discussions with our son versus our daughter around pornography and sex and what healthy sex is? I don't think so. I think that, I don't know. See, I have this whole thing with pornography with like kids just because, and I may be a bit jaded with it just from the work I've done in the past with kids um, where how this has had such a huge impact on them. And I wouldn't tell them like you should never watch porn, but I think I would have a very clear conversation with them about like what is healthy versus what's unhealthy. What, when is appropriate versus age appropriate? Like what, what is age appropriate for that? Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if I would have a different conversation around. I think, yeah, I, th I think the conversation about consent would be the same. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the both of our kids actually would have to come to some sort of agreement at some point. Um, I think I'm very supportive so. of them valuing their bodies, appreciating their bodies, and treating other people's bodies with that same level of respect. Mm -hmm. And just that guiding them rather than specific kind of blow by blow. Mm -hmm. So I think it lists a lot of conversations around consent, around what happens when we don't value consent and the different types of consent and health of consent. Mm -hmm. um, and just how that shapes so much of life in general. Um, and then just how much fun um, sex can be and the dangers of sex, the risks of sex, and the same thing with pornography, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think the fear... Um, I don't the think shame. it'd be different for my daughter versus my son. I yeah. think I'd have the same okay. conversation with both. I think growing up, there was so much shame around anything sexual, like you're going to go to hell, like all these different things that were... Sh that. And yet you're still here. But that, I think that really played a part in like my just all I think so many aspects of like around sex and growing up that there was so much shame around it. Like mm. I didn't know what to do with that. Like mm -hmm. with the shame, even in my twenties, like there was just still a lot of shame around sex. Mm -hmm. yeah, I was trying I to look at that, that comment, but I can't. Don't have my glasses on. And so. I think that some of what happens is that when you grow up. Um, Oh, yeah, just some nonsense on. Oh. Um, what was I say? Oh, I think if you don't have those conversations when you're younger, if your parents aren't having these conversations with you, you get into your 20s and 30s and you have so many confused messages about that stuff that it's hard to form like, healthy relationships. Um, whereas like we have friends who've done great jobs with their teenagers and their 20-year-olds just having conversations from a young age and um, their kids sound to, to be engaging in really healthy relationships. And I think all of these things obviously would be age appropriate, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm not talking to my children who are very young at this point about 
things that would probably talk to an 18 year old about in terms of sexuality and those things like that, that is, it would not be appropriate. So I think you do it based upon where your child is um, developmentally. And even within that, maybe even how they are, you know, in terms of maturity, like you, you gauge what you, information based upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my take. Uh, and just with the kids that I work with, like there are some kids who I, I just see where their parents, some parents have done an exceptional job, as you mm-hmm. said, with that. And there are some clients that I work with that their parents hadn't said anything and they just don't know what to do. And I'm like, I can't have that conversation with you because these can be very moral things with your family, but they are curious and they want to know. And I think going back to what we typically say about things, parents need to do a better job of regulating their own em- emotions around sex. Mm-hmm. And if parents haven't healed um, when it comes to their own experiences with sex and their own communication around sex, it's going to be very difficult for them to have meaningful conversations with their kids in those areas. And so I think one of the healthiest things you can always do as a parent is to manage your own stuff first. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? No, I agree 100%. Um, I still, going back to the question you asked when you first start talking about this particular um, uh, event, is would I be okay with the teacher teaching my kids like if they were to, in her class as a teenager? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I would be okay with that. Like I think if she was in any other profession, I, I honestly could care less. So you support those societal double standards. Interesting. <sighs> All right. Next topic. You guys ready? Let's hear it. Philadelphia. Oh, of course. In the grand state of Texas, I believe. A Phillies fan and his emotional support animal, an alligator named Wally Gator, were oh, denied what? entrance to watch Philadelphia host Pittsburgh. Is this, when was this? Wally Gator is a working emotional support alligator. Absolutely not. Owned by Joey Henney of Jonestown, Pennsylvania. Of course. The rep- Why would he even hey, try hey. to come to a football oh, game? Oh my goodness. The white male talking. It is so difficult to be a white male in today's society. Oh, you should keep going. Wally Gator is a working emotional support alligator owned by working. Joey Henney of Jonestown, Pennsylvania. The reptile has a big presence on Instagram and TikTok, for those of you who want to go check that out. However, Citizens Bank Park policy on support animals is posted on the Phillies' official website. It states, guide dogs, service animals, or service animals in training are welcome. All other animals are prohibited. Henny spoke to the Philadelphia Inquirer. Does he Inquirer. have like a little vest that says support animal? One second. Henny <laughs> spoke to the Philadelphia Inquirer last year. And said Wally Gator helps him battle depression and that he loves to give hugs. Yeah. And he then said the Gator had never bitten anyone that badly. I, I can't. added the part about that badly. Thoughts? Where are we at with emotional support animals? You're, you're a mental health counselor, Jamisa. What's your take so on if this? One of my, if someone came to my office and they brought in their alligator as an emotional support animal, I just I don't know if I could see them. What's your take on emotional support animals and like people taking emus on planes and things like that? A what? Emu. No one took an emu on a plane. No one tried to. All right. Are you you're joking? Anyways, I don't. Oh no, I I think whatever you need to like get you through, like you know. But you just said he couldn't take his alligator in. Yeah. What? Like when? Who? No one's thinking about an alligator. Like that is a pr- uh, predator. Like that is just. Oh, so now Jamisa gets to decide who's going to provide emotional support to people. Yeah, that absolutely. In the comfort of your house, you can have your alligator so as you're your emotional, emotional support. support animals as well. Oh my gosh, I did not say that. 
Next. Now go you, ahead and twist my words around again. So you don't believe in mental health issues too, Jimmy? So? <laughs> Are you going to be the with, first licensed okay, professional counselor to say this on You're air? okay with the alligator as it just hanging out with you? I'm not a licensed professional counselor. Uh, did you say yes or no? Don't. Am I okay with an alligator? Well, if you were in your office and someone brought the alligator in and was like, here's my emotional support animal. I think first I'll be like, this is kind of cool as because I haven't had this happen before and I always enjoy a good story. So part of me would be like super curious from that perspective. Secondly, if it was like happening a lot, I think I'd get tired of it. What the hell does that mean? Like if every time I met with someone in my office, they brought in some yeah. different type of animal. Oh my, what is wrong with you? What if they needed it all the time? That's what I said to you, and you said you didn't care. I didn't say that. I said I wasn't, like, I can't do the whole alligator thing. But, yeah, someone, like, people walk have their dog with them all the time. Mm. Hamster, guinea pigs, cat. Yesenia says she's with you. Johnny says you called on my deflection. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. I mean, what's your take? Emotional like- support alligators? Yeah, no. I feel like there needs to be more regulation on what they grant as an emotional support. Do you really? Because if I'm at, okay, let's say I have a family of four. I've saved up a long time for this game or whatever. And now there's a freaking alligator next to my kids and they won't sit down and yeah, be quiet. True. And So your kid's comfort is more important than that man's comfort. 100%. Yep. <laughs> Not even questionable. And there should be a cuteness scale. On the emotional support pets thing. <laughs> this is not cute. Alligators are not cute. And we don't know the laws behind this, right? Because uh-huh. emotional support is not the same as a service animal. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. So, and so I Yeah, think, service animals, I think that you you have to accom- make accommodations. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious about this, too, because you will see these stories about airplanes and people bringing some crazy-ass mm-hmm. animal on an airplane and being like, it's my emotional support tarantula. Or- I mean, people have a lot of, like, at college, um, they will they do make accommodations for emotional support mm-hmm. animals. And there are people that's in college that has, like, is way beyond a cat or a dog in college that they will actually, that people will bring to a campus and like I've signed off on some emotional support animals and they have not been cats or dogs. Yeah. And I feel like. So which animals are allowed under a means rules of emotional support animal? You said anything they, that's cute. Anything that's cute. Yeah. There has to be a scale of cuteness. So basically and I could be an emotional support animal. <laughs> there you go. But like also a scale of annoyingness. Like if there's an emu and it starts an like squawking and whatever on an airplane, I'm going to. I mean, we're, we're eating emu for dinner that night. Like, there's no way I'm... <laughs> but I don't know. There has to be a level of consideration for others, though, I think, with these pets. Do you think this is one of those what? areas that, once again, we've become 100%. way too binary? Yes. What? No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think too binary and saying that it can only be a cat or a dog. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. y'all... You too. I didn't say that. Oh. Uh, I, I mean... I, I might be closer to that then. Because, I don't know. I've been on some long flights. And if you add on a really annoying animal on top of the annoying kids... I even think kids oh should be regulated. Oh, my God. I mean, it would be the person. Remember when our kids were really young? You'd be the person that'd be rolling your eyes just hoping that our kids were not sitting by you on the plane, weren't you? Or looking down at the floor and Uh-huh. Just with that. Yeah. As soon as I sit down, you're like, <sighs> So why do we, like, as the question always asks, why do we pet dogs and eat cows? And, like, why do we have these different roles for different animals in society? I don't. I don't know. You eat dogs, Jimmy, sir? No, you idiot. I'm just saying, I don't have different ro- certain roles for for various but animals. We, we only eat certain animals. We only have certain animals as pets. Who came up with those rules? You had a cow as a pet. I did, because I do not follow the rules. No one, I don't think people I'm have. I'm a rebel. 
I don't think people have rules anymore. I mean, people have all kind of animals as pets. Well, I mean, we're just saying you have uh, to be what a is cat it, or a dog. The, what is a dragon? Mm, the, in public. Komodo the, dragon. Komodo dragons. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I don't have Komodo dragons as pets, do they? They I, eat people. I don't think so, no. What is the one? No, it's another kind of dragon that Iguana? people have. No. Bearded dragon. Bearded dragon. Bearded dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing. That was my nickname in college. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you would draw Monitor the line. Monitor lizard, yeah. And I don't know how mm-hmm. to differentiate between them. I just know a gator you're doing too much or a crocodile you're doing way too much. At a baseball game, I'm not trying okay, to look that's down what I'm every saying, two like, seconds. Yeah, you can't take that thing out in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can have it at home. I don't care what you have at home. And even in places where I could be a distance away, maybe. Even if I went to a restaurant and someone was like, I have my snake fire, my emotional support animal, that's going to be a no for me. But like, do not sit me near that person. You have a choice not to go in that restaurant? But, like, even with dogs, I think no, it needs to be. No, if I'm sitting if I'm choosing to go to this restaurant <laughs> yeah. and then someone's coming in with a snake. Are upset about this imaginary example? Yeah, because yeah. you're like, I can choose not to go to the restaurant. Well, if I'm already there, mm-hmm. that's where I had made reservations to go eat dinner. I'm going to go do that without thinking that some python is going to be, like, I'm slithering on my table. I'm your emotions are getting a little triggered. Do you need to engage in some emotional regulation exercises? I think the alligator is too much. I've had a white guy tell me his dog doesn't bite before, and I have a really big scar on my <laughs> stomach from where <laughs> oh it bit God. me. So I think even with dogs, I just think there needs to be. And you know, what? we haven't even talked about this. Yeah. This is such a white people thing. Yep, exactly. About what? Uh, th- this like bringing in an alligator. Like I bet that dude's white. I'll bet a thousand bucks on that dude being white. Yep. White people. Black love people are to have not keeping an pets. alligator as a damn pet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And they think. And they think. Is saying he doesn't bite is going to do the trick. Like, okay, buddy, he's got like 15,000 teeth in there. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't bite. What does he do with those things? Yesenia said this is some white people shit. There you go. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think I'm in agreement with him. Yeah. Go. Johnny said he saw a six-foot-plus monitor walking around one time, and they kept their distance. Very smart. Yeah, I, I can't. All right, so so far we have tackled um, OnlyFans in the classroom and emotional support. Um, alligators? I mean, we've had it. My, our kids have had hamsters, and we would not allow the hamster out. At least I wasn't allowing the hamster out the cage because mm-hmm. they freaked me out. There you go. All right. Um, article number three An Ohio high school football coach oh. says he was forced to resign by his school district and intended no harm to imposing. Pl- I, I'm trying. Go ahead. My goodness. I mean, are you saying this today? I sure not. Go ahead. Happy anniversary, guys. May I read? Go ahead. Just read the damn article. All right. Um, no harm to opposing players after he and his team repeatedly used Nazi as a game call in a September 22nd match. In an interview with the Associated Press, Thursday, former Brooklyn High School coach Tim McFarland said he never meant any offense by using the term and that it didn't even occur to him that it could be taken as anti-Semitic. But the team's use of Nazi has been largely criticized as such especially given that the plays were called during a game against Beechwood High School, a school based in a largely Jewish Cleveland suburb. I love the willful ignorance. I think we need to have that conversation about this, this right here, like willful ignorance. I think it's also, once again, some WPS stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, come on, buddy. <laughs> 
we're gonna. This is a term we're gonna allow some kids to use. This is like one of those. Remember we went to that school and they were doing the KKK <gasps> yeah. reenactment. Oh, we got to talk. Well, that's another episode. And it's like, but, but no, it just makes your mind. Did we like, not tell you about that? See your mouth. I don't think so. No. I will have to tell you about that after the podcast. Well, I mean, we can share it a little bit now. Basically, we went to visit a school. So they at, were doing. Was it? Oh re- a re- my goodness! They were, but they were talking about reconstruction. And so it was in this media center. So they had we won't make it to eleven years. So they had like the the kids were um, this. I don't know what age group this, what grade it was, maybe fifth grade or something. And they had the kids work in pairs or groups, and they had to come up with different ways to explain reconstruction. And so it was just strange, anyways, about that. And so they're like, "Oh, we're gonna take you on a tour. Let me just show you what we do. We invite the parents." And so there are parents here. And so Ben and I were separated, kind of just walking around looking at this, like, what the hell? And then I saw this kid, like... I was trying to figure out which teachers are on OnlyFans. So I was like, does that kid have on a white, like, outfit with, like, the white... And I was like, is that a white cone thing with, like, the whole hood on his head? And I'm like, there is no way, no way this is happening. And I didn't say anything to Ben then. He obviously saw the same thing. So we're walking back out the media thing. And I guess the lady who was taking us on the tour caught, like, saw it. And so she is rushing us now. She's like, all right, we're done. Like, I thought we was going to see something else. And so I was like, Ben, did you see what I saw? And he was like, yeah. I was like, what did you see? And so he shares with me. I'm like, holy shit, I saw the same thing. So then we ask her if she was done. Like, she would not have any more conversations with us. She said the tour's over. Yeah, the tour is over. Like, she would not continue that tour with us. She would not ask any more questions. Needless to say, I tried to find everybody on the board. I called, emailed. And then the director of this school... Like, I'm on the phone with him, like, a day or so later. He's throwing everybody else under the bus other than taking responsibility for what happened. He <laughs> would not take responsibility. He threw everybody under the bus. I was like, all right, cool. Then I'm just going to call these people and talk about it. Need to say, my kids didn't go there. Thank you, Mr. Longtrail, for, for all the likes. Um, so this reminds me of that, right? Because who in the planning stages decided to proceed? We so were like, like, you're not right. This kid was probably at the bus stop. That morning, <laughs> like, with his, with his My KKK mom worked out. very hard on this outfit. <laughs> and then the bus driver pulling up like, what the? F-? <laughs> but the same with this. And I like, was like, and what parents is standing up in the media center like this? Let me show you what little Johnny did today. Let me take a picture. But think about the coaches who are like, let's call this play Nazi 478 or something. <laughs> like, how did no other assistant coach be like, ah, what's wrong with you? Ah, let, let's not. And so I think there's so much willful ignorance here, which is like tends to be what people claim after the fact, right? It's like, oh, I I didn't realize. Well, perhaps you should have. Like, perhaps not realizing is kind of an issue. Oh, why do we think, like, you know, I know people have, because the other thing would probably be like, well, we thought it was going to be funny. You know, like, people are just too PC, excuse me, these days. Are you burping? I did. I'm sorry. Just setting the tone for the romantic 10th anniversary date tonight. But it's it's all of these things where, like, we, people, because like, the other end of it will be like, oh, well, you know, we're just joking around or people are being too serious. And it's, like you said, people are just tone deaf. Mm-hmm. I mean, any stupid. thoughts? They're just stupid. Yeah, yeah just yeah, a dumbass. I, I think it's a lie. They knew. Of course. The, the other school's predominantly Jewish. There's no way he didn't know. And mm-hmm. they, like you said, at best case scenario, maybe they thought it was cruel, funny, whatever. I hate it. I don't like this but guy. But also as a coach, you're not thinking, I should be modeling healthy. No, 
yeah. standards for these kids. Yeah, he's like, I want to act ben, like a teenager. As a man, why are you caring about other people's feelings like this? <laughs> I know. I've been watching those podcasts telling me not to. I mean, yeah, it's their feelings, not yours. I'll do better. You're there to destroy them. All right. Have we milked that topic for all it's worth? No, I hate this guy. I don't even know this guy. I hate him. <laughs> Can't stand a guy like what this. What triggers you so much about it, do you think? Just all the abuse you had to deal with being Muslim growing no up in the offense, country? No offense, but yeah, white people love doing that. I had no idea. It's like, really? What idea did you have? Let's walk through this yeah, entire exactly. process. Mm-hmm. So you thought this was a good idea? Like we you can said, just beat up on Ben this. today. I mean, you and <laughs> I. What you say? I mean, and I can just beat up on you today. Sounds good. Seems appropriate with they, some of these topics. They love playing that whole, I didn't know. It's like, you definitely knew. Like, if you unleash this guy's, like, text chains or whatever, I bet you he's like, this will show and a million slurs will pop mm. out of his mm-hmm. mouth and all this stuff. And then now he's like, well, I didn't know Hitler was bad like that. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, um, <laughs> who's that group? The Moms for Liberty. And they yep. put out the newsletter with the Hitler quote. Yep. And then they backed up and said, well, we weren't really using it like that. We just thought it was a super motivational like, quote. Like, yeah. like what? You ran out of other quotes? <laughs> right. Like, of all the billions of quotes that you mm-hmm. can use. Like the minute you decided, hey, there's a super in- inspirational quote by this name like Adolf. Yeah. <laughs> like Maybe that's the time to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. You can't do that. The funny part is there's probably like five variations of that quote by mm-hmm. other people. They're like, nah, mm-hmm. this is the one, though. <laughs> this, this is the one we need. It really hits yeah. home. I can't. I can't either. All right, you ready to move into my favorite story? Let's hear it. Of the week. The uh, alligator said, was Are you going to keep interrupting me? I don't even know what this is, so. <laughs> no, it didn't matter before either when you started interrupting. All right. Oh, gosh. I'm afraid. Copenhagen. Copenhagen? Copenhagen? Mm. What? Depending on where you're from. Denmark. It's Go a, ahead. It's a, a city in Spain. Go ahead. A Danish artist who was given a pile of cash. How big is a pile of cash? Just a lot. Depends. A pile of cash by a museum in northern Denmark to create a piece for its exhibition on labor conditions two years ago submitted two empty canvases (laughs) titled Take the Money and Run. The exhibit caused a stir. A Danish court ruled last week that Jens Hanning has has to repay the money to the museum for having violated his contract. His lawyer said Take Wednesday the money and run. that the contemporary artist is appealing the ruling and declined further comment. Like, Amin and I differed on this. I feel he delivered what he... Keep reading. The, the huh? last paragraph. So, or if, if you don't want to, they hired him, though, to recreate two of his previous works differently. Uh-huh. And he just sent them in blank. I think if they commissioned him to just do something based on a topic, he could have sent in anything. And that was his artistic liberty or whatever. But he's, they, he was supposed to recreate it. So, yeah, he literally took the money I and ran. I don't see that. That's the last, last paragraph, I think. I don't know. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to argue with the mean that he's wrong? Yeah. First of all, I'm a white male, so I need a mean to respect that. I'm telling you, it's that to recreate two of his previous works. Because I was on his side until then. Because I love when people scam people out of money, especially people (laughs) with this much money. (laughs) But I think what he did was kind of artistic. 100%. Take the money and run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. But he did not live up to his contract. (laughs) Uh, Ben said that you're wrong. That's okay. I still can't find it. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. I hallucinated it. Jimmy, Jimmy, so what's your take? I mean, is it Should he have had to repay the money? I mean, 
can you say, I mean, do you know or I don't know? Because, like, is that him being artistic? Like, is that him expressing, like, mm. his feeling about money or capitalism? I don't know. And I like how he kind of made fun of the hypocrisy of all this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we want this super cutting edge artistic stuff. He's yep. like, all right, here you He's go. He's like, all right. Well, that part I love. And I don't know if it was Denmark or not, but there was a museum where they commissioned an artist for, like, I, I feel like more than a million dollars. And he just put a banana on the wall with duct tape. And that was the mu- the whole exhibit. They had all these big shot investors staring at a banana on the wall. I it mean, because it's like if someone... Well, the bank, see, that as soon as they opened it, sh- it got shredded. That was legendary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or like if someone's like, okay, we're contracting you to make, I don't know, to make this a certain type of music. Like you're forcing an artist to do something maybe that they don't necessarily feel like yep. they, like that is their artistic expression. So like, is it really wrong if it's their expression? And the other thing is we're talking about this, right? Like, yeah. isn't that what the museum wanted? Was a conversation about labor conditions and how people are treated? Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is a great conversation. But, yeah. like, how do you question someone's artistic ability? And you know what? I, I feel like he'll be able to explain this pretty easy based on kind of what you guys just said. Because I think too. people do the same, have done the same thing. You talk about with Banksy and, like, well, this is an art. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, you know, I'll go to, like, a modern art museum. Because there are some things in the modern art museum, like, mm, are we kind of like pushing it here but is it really like or is it just me having some opinion you know not necessarily enjoying modern art i've never enjoyed visual art but that's what? that's on me that's not on the artists i don't think um i just i i, I struggle to appreciate it like music i can listen to me like hell yeah like i feel it mm-hmm. um and i see people having that similar response to physical artwork or whatever um i just don't because then we go we did, went to the van gogh exhibit did you enjoy it were we dating at the time? Well, we were. It was like a year or two ago. Oh, probably not then. But <laughs> had we been dating, I definitely would have been very impressed and been like, oh. "Oh, wow!" So now that we're married, you're like, "I'm just going because you want to go." When did we go to a Van Gogh exhibit? The interactive one. In- yeah. Oh, that was cool. But they had to add like a lot of lights and lasers for me to enjoy it. <laughs> you're such a child. I am. <laughs> You're like 10. But they had to do that for everyone to enjoy it. Like, that was so popular yeah. because they added so many it cool effects to yeah. it. And it's because oh they realized, like, people don't get art otherwise. We're, 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 like, so quick in consumerism. But, you know, like, people would go and, like, the these, like, rag things that they used to use in the old car wash. And I was in a, a modern art museum in Atlanta, and they had that. And the With guy you. just spray-painted pre-bend. Spray-painted, wow. like, just different colors on it. And they're like, this is art. And I'm like, I'm really trying so hard here to, like, appreciate this. But, but. if they commissioned him yeah. to, like, do this, and he mm-hmm. brought out some old rags from a car wash from 20 years ago. That's such an interesting history, right, between this, like... Rich people with money commissioning yep. people without money to create mm-hmm. art for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think part of me just always gets a kick when the artist kind of screws them over a little bit. Yeah, but why are we funny. even saying screwing them over? Screwing them over. Well, I think the blank canvases was pretty. <laughs> yeah, they definitely thought there'd be like a drop of paint somewhere, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Jamisa, where are we headed tonight? Don't worry about it. Ooh. Don't worry about it. Um, so I'll just give you the address. Th- this kind of goes back to the first topic today. I have never been to a strip club um, in my life. 
<laughs> How did this come back? Wait a minute. So we, you're talking about where we're doing tonight for our anniversary, and then you could circle back around to you what never been in a strip is, club, as if I'm taking we you were, to a strip club for our anniversary. Remember, we were hanging out with friends, and they're like, "Oh, you need to take Ben to a strip club," and before. we were like, "He can't go." Because if Ben goes, he would be like, he would be trying to talk to them and not in like, you know, kind of get a lap dance. So where are you from? Why are you here? <laughs> you know, you'd be asking. And they'd be like, dude, they, you just messing up the vibe. Yeah, I probably would mess up the vibe. And so then we were telling club. him that at strip clubs, like um, some strip clubs have really good buffets. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> wait wings. a minute. Wings, yes. One of our friends, she goes to the strip club just to get wings. Mm-hmm. Order food. Apparently, the food is good. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And see it like that. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of layers that we can peel back in another episode on that one. I'm sure. So that's not your time. There's somebody was talking about when our wife went to Vegas. Oh. I can't see. It sounds like what you're talking about when my wife and I went to Vegas. <laughs> I don't know who was in what role. He's in going that through the. <laughs> mm-hmm. the so yeah, so you, yeah, Ben is definitely not doing the show club. I don't know. You know, you should do that maybe for your fiftieth. Yep, I'll be the old creepy guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Those of you who are That's watching gross. on TikTok, be sure to follow so you get all the uh, updates and et cetera. Curious Ben on TikTok. Curious Ben on Instagram. YouTube, I think, is just Harmful Habits Podcast, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, if you have any questions, feel free to share them. Oh, he said not Vegas. Not Vegas, sorry. Mm-hmm. Van Gogh. Oh, oh no, Van Gogh. Sorry, buddy. Oh, completely <laughs> different topic. Uh, yes, Ben did not like the Van Gogh. You did enjoy it a little bit. I don't remember Van Gogh and strip clubs being mixed. That is a <laughs> Dude, good concept. I, what, Van Gogh and strip clubs? Who? What? It's a starry so night. So you're at the starry night at the strip club? <laughs> yeah, imagine. How would you tie in the wings? What? I'm sure Van Gogh the has a... chicken wing buffet. It's not a chicken wing buffet, babe. Yeah. Some places have buffets. Other ones, you can just order really good food. I like how Jamisa is talking like she's an expert in this I area. I'm not an expert. I haven't gone to a strip club in <laughs> forever. Have you ever gone, gone to one? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. You two. You two cannot go to a strip club together. <laughs> it would be a sad situation. These girls, they'd be like, listen, avoid these two dudes over here. Not because they're creepy, but they're trying to ask us some damn deep intellectual questions. They're oh. like, we're going to. They don't like small talk like you two. Everyone sees them, but are they seen? Oh, my God. Let's end the episode there. (laughs) I hope everyone has a great week and stay tuned. 